Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. Real quick, this is a rebroadcast that I'm getting ready to share with all of you. Uh, This is the podcast I did to start the year of 2020. And, uh, you know, this was recorded and uploaded on January 3rd, 2020. And I just had a feeling at the time, and this is before any of the madness that we're seeing right now developed, I just had a feeling at the time that this was going to be one of those years. Uh, I just felt it in my spirit that things were going to be crazy this year and that we needed to buckle up and prepare ourselves mentally and spiritually for that. And uh, so since I'm going to be out of town this weekend, uh, starting with Friday and we'll be back till Tuesday, um, so I, that means uh, there's a good chance I won't get the Torah portion study out this week, uh, which means we may have to double up on it next week and do it maybe Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, so two Torah portions possibly next week because I just don't think I'm going to be able to get to it. Um, but instead, I have this uploading for you uh, for Friday morning. And uh, hopefully, you know, sometimes it's interesting to go back and listen to something before all the madness happens. Um, so I hope that you're blessed by this this morning. Thank you, all of you who support the podcast and help me make this possible. Could not do it without you. Uh, so I appreciate that. All right. I will be back with you guys Tuesday morning, Lord willing. And uh, we'll try to get both of our tour portions done next week. And we'll try to get another last generation study end as well. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless. Consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Greetings. That was Hebrews 10, verses 24 through 25. And I think it goes without saying that we are seeing that day approaching. And we need to be gathering ourselves together. Exhorting one another. In love and in good works. Because uh, as we move into further and further into the years and into this madness that we're going to be talking about some of today... The more and more you need one another, the more and more you need your brothers and sisters in Messiah to encourage and to lift up because to endure this walk alone, uh, it should not be so that it's not uh, how it was meant to be. And I would argue as things get harder and as the boiling pot gets hotter, the more and more you need one another in order to persevere and to endure And uh, as you guys have heard me say before, uh, 2020, the year 2020, today is January 3rd, 
2020. I have the same concerns in my spirit for this year as I did a few years ago, 2014-2015. I think it's going to be another wild ride. And uh, may God have mercy on us, right? Today I want to just kind of look at a few strange headlines and I'll just warn you up front that this podcast today is not safe for children to be listening to. So if you have young children, small ears, uh, please turn off the podcast or listen to it later or have them leave the room or what have you. I'll say that again, probably not a good idea for kids. As is most of these End Time Prophecy podcasts or, or uh, news headlines type thing. Uh, because today we're the, I'm going to cover an article that I really don't want to cover because it's kind of bleh. Uh, but I think it's important for us to understand where we are and where it's, where it's headed. And I'm going to be talking about that in regards to artificial intelligence and human relations with robots you catch my drift so we're going to be covering that and so let's just start digging into some of these headlines and the, again if the reason why I do this every couple of weeks or once a month is just to remind us where we're at just to remind us how strange things have gotten and I don't really cover the political climates and all of that I just cover some of the strange developments specifically in regards to the Christian church in artificial intelligence and genetic modification, which I think are the big things uh, in these last days to be paying attention to. So I want to start with this article here, and I'm only going to read part of it. Uh, but it says, 2020 just began, and weird things are already starting to happen all over the world. I'm just going to cover, I just want to read this first part of, of what's being said here from the end of the American Dream.com. Here's what it says. It says, many of us are expecting 2020 to be a very unusual year. And it certainly didn't take long for the weirdness to start. In this article, I'm going to share several examples of the weirdness with you. And I have a feeling that this is just the beginning of what we are going to experience over the next 12 months. And I would, ag I would agree with that statement. We live in a time when the pace of change has reached an ex exponential rate and our society is literally coming apart at the seams all around us. That makes this a perfect environment for weird stuff to happen. And that means I will have no shortage of things to write about in the coming days. I would like to start off by discussing a really bizarre phenomenon that is happening in the skies over Colorado, Nebraska right now. Okay, so these are, this is the part that I wanted to cover as it relates to artificial intelligence. The article says, according to the New York Times, hordes of sophisticated drones have been flying in precise formations over those two states at night, and nobody knows where they're from. They come in the night, drones, lots of them, flying in precise formations over the Colorado and Nebraska prairie. Why are they there? Unclear. It's creepy, said Missy Blackman, who saw three drones hovering over her farm outside a palisade, Nebraska, on a recent evening, including one that lingered right above her house. I have a lot of questions of why and what they are, and nobody seems to have any answers. 
one or two unidentified drones is not a big deal, but we're talking about hundreds and potentially even thousands of drones that are operating in coordination with one another. Nobody has any idea who owns them. According to the Denver Post, these very large drones have six-foot wingspans and spend the nighttime hours flying in GERD-like patterns. The Sheriff of Lincoln, Washington, and Sedgwick Counties told the Denver Post on Friday that their offices have been getting calls this week about the unknown wing devices. Days after initial reports of Phillips and Yumna counties caused a national stir. Local and national authorities say they have no idea who is operating a group of large drones reported to have six-foot wingspans and spend the nighttime hours flying in GERD-like patterns. Needless to say, this phenomenon is freaking out a lot of people. And it's spawning all sorts of theories. This is very strange. And I saw this and I thought, what in the world are they doing? And of course, there are you know, the articles asking the question or the people who wrote in the Denver Post and whatnot, and whatnot are saying we have no idea who they belong to. Well, they, there's hundreds and even thousands of them, and they're flying in coordination, and they have, they're big enough to have a six-foot wingspan. They're clearly not owned by some dude uh, down the street. This is clearly government-related. And this is very... I think this is the kind of stuff that's getting trouble, troubling. You know, uh, the, 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 the way the technology has went, 5G... Um, now they've got these drones and they're testing something over Colorado and Nebraska right now where they're flying hundreds, even thousands of them together and they're big enough to have a six-foot wingspan. Uh, when it comes to tracking, if you own a cell phone, you, they, you are, it's, known, it's known exactly where you are. If you own a smartphone, not only does it know exactly where you are, but it knows everything that you say everything, everywhere that you go, everything that you search, everything that you're interested in. Um, it knows all of your travel patterns. And I mean, all this, listen, all this data is stored. Everything you've ever said around that smartphone, probably in the last five to 10 years is, is on a server somewhere. And people don't believe that, but it's just reality. And so I find it very concerning, and it's hard. To, I just sometimes it's hard for me to believe that that it's this is real. Like that artificial intelligence has really be, become this, and the genetic modification, which we don't have any. We won't be talking about any genetic modification things today. Today we're just kind of looking at AI. But what a strange time to be living in. It's, it's so bizarre. You know, and I'm sure the people back in, during the time of Genesis uh, chapter 6, when you had the fallen ones, the watchers come down, and then you had the giants on the earth, they were probably thinking something similar, right? They were probably thinking, how bizarre, how, this, is, this is unthinkable. And, you know, if you could go back and grab somebody from the 1800s and just teleport them into today's time, and just have them walk down a city street. Imagine how freaked out they would be. Because no one could have conceived where the, what has happened in the last 50 years, even the last 100 years, technology-wise. So you had human history, or at least let's just go from the, the 
after the flood because who knows really the technology they're using pre-flood. It seems to be extremely advanced, maybe even as advanced, if not more advanced than what we have today, although that's that doesn't want to be acknowledged, but it's just a fact. So we'll go from after the flood till the 1900s. Okay, so we've got a really long time frame here. What, three to 4,000 years of technology pretty much remaining very much the same. And then in the last hundred years, now we're talking to people through a pane of glass from around the world. We have robots flying in the sky. I mean, it is bizarre. And like I said, if you could just grab somebody, just go... If you could just teleport somebody who died 50 years ago into today's time and be like... And, and, they, and they see these big flat panels on the side of the road and on billboards and on buildings with, you know, the, the screens and show them texting and talking and the vehicles nowadays and robots flying in the sky. Like, nobody could have imagined such bizarreness. And I feel like we're so acclimated to it. We're so used to it that we don't realize how weird it is. Or how bizarre the times are we're living in because it's just been like the frog in the boiling water. You know, it's gotten hotter and hotter and hotter and we've just kind of, we don't realize that we're being cooked. And I mean that in both a literal and a metaphorical sense. Which leads me to this next article. This is the reason why I said no, don't, you know, not for kids today. This is a theme that's been going on for a couple of years now, but it's really, really gone uh, farther than I could have ever thought that it would. Um, very, very surprising. And that is this issue with sex robots. And even saying that, it's like, that can't be real. But it is. It is. It's a real thing. There's certain places in Europe and around the world where there's actual brothels where it's just these robots. It says, sex robot human duplicates coming in the 2020s, and we won't be able to tell the difference, is what the article's saying here. It says, top doll manufacturer, and again, I apologize for happening to, for covering this and reading it, but it's important for us to understand how bizarre things have really gotten with artificial intelligence and where it's headed. It says, top doll manufacturing manufacturers, including Real Doll, Cloud Climax, and I can't even I can't even read these names. They're so perverse. Uh, they look so realistic that they will fool humans into thinking they are real. Coming in the 2020s, designers claim the 2010s witnessed earth-shattering breakthroughs in technologies of dolls powered by artificial intelligence. The sex robots can now hold conversations, memorize your personality, respond to human touch using sensors. In the past decades, dolls were even based on real people. I'm not going to read who they're based on. But the following decade is set to make their realism to levels only imagined in science fiction. This is very, very strange. Matt McCoolin, fond of Top's founder, or founder, I guess, they've got a mis, uh, misspelling here, founder of Top Sex Robot Company, told the Daily Star that we can expect them to be unrecognizable to humans by 2025. So they're saying that within five years, 
the technology would be so advanced that you you won't be able to tell. It's already they they've already got them to where they look very much like a person and starting to respond and act like a person. They're saying in five years you won't be able to distinguish the difference. Now, one of the claims I've been making over the last several years is that in our lifetime, in this generation, if Messiah does not return very soon, we are going to have non-human humans walking around and robots that look like people moving around. And more and more, it's seeming that I am unfortunately going to be right on that claim. So real that you would not be able to tell the difference until you're midway through conversation, he claims. So he's saying that you'll be able to interact with the, with a robot. And it'll take you a while. It'll take you a few minutes of conversation before you realize that you're not speaking with an actual human being. He's saying his company is also installing sex robots with vision that will, in this decade, enable them to recognize you in a crowded room. Uh, he says he believes that within this decade that the robots will walk amongst humans. And now they've got these robots uh, they've, who've been released this year. Um, that have a like breathing chest cavity even. Like you could, it looks like the robot's breathing, and what's really weird is some of the requests that people are getting is talking about how customers are asking for robots who look like an ex-girlfriend or a dead celebrity. Um, and these companies are vowing that these models will even replace human intimacy. He says, we've reached that point where we've passed the uncanny valley syndrome and dolls actually look like real people, both male and female. And as technology is becoming more advanced, so are our doll designs. And one simple example is dolls that are now being created with 3D body scanners of humans rather than traditionally sculpted clay. So they're using 3D scanning technology and basically 3D printing these printing these life-size dolls that look like people. Wow. Well, I don't think I need to go any further into this conversation. I think you get where I'm coming from and where this article is coming from. And friends, this is not something in the distant future, okay? This is something that exists right now. And it's hard to imagine... I mean, nobody could have convinced me 10 years ago that people would be having sexual relations with robots. Like, to me, I just thought, I would have thought that is absurd. I can't believe that they're actually able to make such things. Hmm. Well, there you have it. There's that article. And again, it was, it was cringy to, to cover it. But I just feel like it's important for us to understand exactly where we are with, with, artificial and technolo- with artificial technology. This is where it's at, friends, and where it's going. 
And it's not going to stop with just like robots that walk around or look like people or that people have strange intimacy with. Although I don't know how you can be intimate with a machine. Uh, but people tr- people have figured this out apparently. Um, but imagine what they've done in warfare. Imagine what they've made. I mean, if this is available to the public for purchase, like you can buy these from pe- from these companies. If this is available for purchase, imagine the type of robotic technology that governments and militaries have already. Because remember, what becomes available to the public is many years, sometimes decades behind uh, what's been done behind closed doors. This is very, very strange. Very, very strange time that we're living in. And meanwhile, while all this weirdness is happening, I'm seeing all kinds of articles about uh, the falling away of church. Matter of fact, there's uh, this... Uh, article here that says falling away let me get it pulled up here falling away church attendance continues to drop dramatically uh, I'll read a little bit of the excerpt here it says the sun is setting on the is the sun setting on the church in America some people say that Christianity is declining but the numbers are encouraging others some say only nominal churches are fading away and this is increasing more serious robust a more serious, robust faith among believers. Several church experts are saying what's going away is a nominalism, but the percentage of people who are devout Christians isn't shifting, which means there is still so much opportunity for the mission force to continue engaging in the field. You know, I, I think it's possible that the that there's so many apostate churches and and I think people true Christians are starting to reject that is what's is what's really taking place. And so you, if you guys remember, I did that series called Remnant in the Wilderness. And the point of the series was that the people, God's true remnant, are not necessarily in these church buildings. While they are in, while some of them are, uh, many of them have moved away from the traditional church setting because it's become just... Like I said, it's become apostate. It's become an entertainment place. It's like going to the movies or going to a, a rock show. Um, it's, and so I think there's a shift from that, but I think there's a, there may be, I'm hoping and praying, there may be a movement towards true Christianity, true, towards the, the true faith. But unfortunately, it's more underground. And unfortunately, I fear that we may be moving into a time when it's going to be forced underground, which will lead me to these last few headlines. Signs of the Times No house of worship in America is safe. The events of the past couple of days should be a major wake-up call for all of us. The number of mass shootings in the United States hit a record high in 2019 as this thin veneer of civilization that we all take for granted on a daily basis continues to disappear. And these mass shooters seem particularly attracted to soft targets such as schools and churches. On Sunday, a gunman opened fire at a church in in Church of Christ in Texas about eight miles away from Fort Worth. And it immediately made headlines all over all over the nation. A gunman killed two people during the Sunday morning service in the church in White Settlement before members of the congregation fatally shot him. 
And so more and more we're seeing acts of violence on the church. I see another headline here. ISIS beheads 11 Christian hostages in Nigeria on Christmas Day. Oh. Italian exorcists say society risks collapse due to aggressive Satanism. And so uh, we have violent, we have more hostility and violence towards uh, Christianity. We have, uh, and then we have this growing infatuation with paganism and with Satanism all over the world. I mean, friends, we can try to close our eyes and, and blind ourselves to this reality. But the truth is, is that we are moving into an age of darkness. And it's so obvious. But the day is coming. And our hope is in the return of Messiah. He's going to put all these enemies under his foot. And he's going to make things right. And he's going to bring peace. He's going to bring hope. He's going to bring, you know, all the things that, that, that are promised to us in the scriptures. And I think we're so, sometimes we get so focused on all this, like the stuff I'm talking about today, that we forget about what lies ahead for us. The scriptures talk about the things that God has, has prepared for us are, are just, we couldn't even conceive of them, what he's prepared for those who love him. And he's got the pleasures in his right and his left hand and eternal life. Imagine the world where sin is no more and the world is ruled not just in a spiritual sense, but in a literal sense, in a physical sense, by the Messiah. That's what our hope is in. This world is falling. This world is burning all around us. And some refuse to see it, but it's just reality. It's just reality. It's what is happening and look, I don't want it to happen. I want, you know, I, if I had my way, there'd be great revival, right? And great movement towards God. And the all this wicked would begin to fade because the, the light would be so bright, right? That darkness just flees from it. That would be my prayer and my hope. And really, we should all be praying and hoping in that. And praying for, you know, so many people, are, I feel like, are praying for the sky to fall and it's like maybe we should be praying for God's mercy and revival and a great movement towards God well anyway I feel like I'm rambling at this point so that's usually a good place to stop I just wanted to cover a few headlines we haven't done this in a while where we just kind of talk about some of the strange things going on uh, in our world today and just a reminder to us that we are living in the end of the age and that all these strange things that we never could have imagined are taking place, which is why I always talk about how be careful at thinking you've got all, got end-time prophecy even remotely figured out. Uh, could any of the great commentaries of old predicted sex robots and drones? Of course not. 
Prophecy is made to be understood in hindsight. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to see? But we need to continue like the scripture I read to get read to start to show. We need to continue to consider one another and to provoke one another unto love and to good works. This is a picture of supporting one another and being there for one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. It says, Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some is, but instead we should be exhorting one another. And so much more, so much the more, as you see the day approaching. That's all I have for you this morning, friends. Please consider supporting the podcast. You can become a Patreon subscriber, which helps a ton. You can support it through PayPal, snail mail, all those links are up at scriptureandprophecy.com. And I should mention this at the very end here. Censorship is becoming a super big problem. And to give you an example, I have created a account on BitChute, which is kind of like a spinoff from YouTube. And I've started uploading my videos there as well. And uh, they, there's only, so far there's only about 79 subscribers, okay? 79. Uh, again, it's not as big as YouTube. On YouTube I have, I think, between 13 and 14,000 subscribers. So, 79 versus 14,000. Yet, somehow, the ones on BitChute get almost as many views at times as the ones on YouTube. Now, how is that possible? Well, I'll tell you how it's possible. It's because YouTube is censoring the videos. And this particular one is very likely to be censored and to be oppressed. And this is happening all over the web. So what I recommend that you do is you start following the show in multiple platforms because it's going to get to that point where you're just not going to be able to find it. So you can go to soundcloud.com. It's a free app also on the, your cell phone that you can download and you can subscribe that way. You can subscribe on BitChute. And then I recommend that you get on the email list. And people will ask, well, how do I get on the email list? You go to scriptureandprophecy.com. And I'm going to make it real easy and put a big thing in the center of the page hopefully soon. But for now, you just scroll to the bottom of the page and it says newsletter. Enter in your first name, your email address, and click sign up. What that does is add you to my email distribution list, which I'm going to start sending out weekly emails, just once a week, with updates or devotional or something of that nature as a way of communicating with you guys. And in the event that the podcast, that Apple shuts it down, that YouTube shuts it down, or something like that, I will be able to then send you an email saying, here's where you can now go to get this information, to get this content. So that is the purpose of the email list. Also, uh, I'll be giving you updates on things that I'm doing and things of that nature. But again, it wouldn't be more than once a week, so it's not like you're going to get spammed with emails from me or anything like that. Uh, But it's just a way for you to remain in touch with the program in the event of complete and utter uh, censorship, which is not far-fetched. All right. That's all I got. I'm getting off here. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.